Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402-99 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. Thank you so much. Heather, for being here today and just being part of today's conversation. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. I would love people to know more about you, what you do, so we can get started because I know they read the topic and they're like, ooh, what is that about? Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my name's Heather. So, thank you so much if we're just meeting for the first time. I'm a Christian sexologist and... I specialize in working with women of faith and also couples of faith that have grown up in the church and kind of were taught or made to feel uncomfortable that the sex conversation was like dirty (laughs) Uh, or like, you know, you don't talk about it. You'll find out when you get married. Uh, And then you go to get married and you're like, well, like God says it's cool, but like, what do I do? (laughs) You know, Um, what's approved? Like, what's, what does God approve of? Can I do all the positions? Can I do oral? Can I like do toys? Like there's just so many questions and uh, so many of us have like this, um, this sex life when we're married that is not bringing in as much pleasure as we can because we're holding ourselves back because we just don't know, you know, we just don't know uh, if we'll be kicked out of heaven, <laughs> you know. So that that's what I do. And then how I got into this favor is I grew up in the Christian church. And so our denomination was Southern Baptist. Okay. Very strict, very legalistic very like judgy rule based you know and so any conversation around sex was like a big no-no a huge no-no and so as I came into my teen years and my body was changing and then I started to notice boys you know I'm like you know like he's so cute and I really wanted to talk you know to them but I had no training in how to talk to boys I didn't know what was acceptable Um, And then when I started to have boyfriends and they started to, you know, have that interest themselves in having sex, like I knew that was like a no, because I was told, you know, no sex until marriage. Um, And so I did, you know, uh, uh, go with that advice for a long time until I was almost 20. And I actually found out from my mom, who this whole time had said that her and my dad waited until they got married um, and all of that. And she was the main person in my life who made me feel like if I was going to have sex with someone that I would be kicked out of heaven. (laughs) But I found out at almost 20 that she had lied to me that whole time. And I literally was like in shock like my whole world crumbled at at that time 
And I thought, what the heck? Like, why would you lie about something like that? My whole, like, existence of who I am as, like, a person or, like, a good Christian girl uh, has been based upon all of the stuff that you taught, like, my sister and I. And so at that time, I had a boyfriend, and I said, you know what? My mom lied. Uh, I just found out my mom and her new boyfriend are having sex outside of marriage. And I said, basically, can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. This is an explicit <laughs> version, so you are free. This is I like... Know, I basically said, like, fuck it, you know? And so I'm like, let's go. And so out of, like, anger and rebellion is how I actually experienced giving away my virginity wow. uh, with my boyfriend. Yeah, and so what that ended up, you know, doing is, like, then it was, like, easier to have sex with future people because now it's like, I already had it. And, you know, I know I'd like it. And so that just became a part of, you know, any relationship, you know, that I was in. Now, I will say, while it was, you know, easier to spread the lace, because now I had, <laughs> um, it, I, I didn't mean I wasn't carrying around the guilt and shame. Like, so any time that I would have sex with somebody, I was like, should I, you know, I really love them, but like, I don't know. And so there was kind of like this back and forth all the time. But then I would, but then afterwards I was like so shameful. Now I never told the, the guy, you know, I kept it to myself, but you know, walking around in that guilt and shame is like horrible. I mean, it, it caused depression and anxiety and like I questioned, you know, feeling worthy of love and feeling like worthy of God's love. And I just, you know, kind of walked in that for many, many years. Um, and then I got married and I thought all of that would go away, but it didn't. Like I still carried around that guilt and shame, even though I know technically God forgave me, but I still was like latched onto it. And because of that, I was having a really hard time tapping into my pleasure uh, as a married woman with my husband. And so, you know, for all couples, you think like you're going to get married and all of a sudden you're just going to pop out and like just be this beast. <laughs> you know, in the bedroom, um, but that doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, some people out there might have a story like mine, or maybe they were a virgin and they get married, or whatever the situation is, but you still, as a born-again Christian woman, because we're so emotionally attached to to this sex thing and, and our virtue, that it's just really hard to just unleash, you know, completely in the bedroom. And so it takes a lot of inner, you know, work to, you know, get over like some of these teachings uh, because there's a lot that God says about sex not just it's just for procreation it's just for the pleasure of a man I mean God goes into so much in scripture that's not talked about in in church that I feel like it needs to be talked about in church so that you know so many of the stories like mine just don't happen anymore and we can actually you know address some of these things like in our teen years and, and help us to see that God created sex for pleasure for both people, men and women, and that it's not just for making babies. It's actually meant to, you know, tap into all the pleasure that God has for us, all the positions that we want to do, all the things we want to bring into the bedroom to, to help it to, like, spice it up, like, whatever, whatever, you know? Like, God is all for it. <laughs> it's true. So that, that's, yeah, so that's my story, but that's actually how I got into this, is I saw how hard it was for me to, like, um, unlock myself and unleash and, and get rid of some of these old belief systems, and I just don't want to see another woman struggle 
or another couple struggle the way that I did for so long because I really didn't unleash myself until my mid 40s and that's a really long time wow this is this is so inspirational for a lot of people because now I'm thinking about people who have gone through like what you said and they're probably still in that position where they're like should I should I not does he love me does he love me not Am I doing the right thing? Some people say, oh, yeah, sex is great, but you can't have bomb sex without things that are going to help that happen. And it has to be a two-way communication. You know, some people don't talk about their fantasies. Some people don't talk about those curious stuff. So do you keep that in or do you just let it out and see what happens after that? (laughs) Uh, No, man. My advice is always to have a conversation like that with the clothes on. thinking about is the people who have gone through it and they're wondering okay I've gone through it been there done that what's next (laughs) you know I've done everything under the sun and I'm now ready to move on and sometimes those things could be deal breakers you know for some couples so when they know that oh I have this fantasy oh I I like feet for example you know and someone's like I don't know why you do but okay you know how does someone stay sane without them judging the other person because of their fantasies or their their mindset yeah I mean again all of these things are conversations that you have to have like you have to have an agreement as a couple I'm never gonna judge you right you know I mean you couldn't have any conversation with me I promise I'm never gonna judge you you know I might not agree uh, I might not be open to what you're asking me to do, you know, yet, <laughs> but like, I, I want you to feel comfortable to talk to me about whatever you need to talk to me about, because, you know, when you're in a relaxed state and you're feeling peaceful and you're not worrying about, you know, being judged, that's when, you know, your relationship bond gets so strong and the sex just like explodes. I mean, you can have like way more powerful sex if you have all of these kinds of conversations and, and you trust each other. Yeah, 100%. You know, now now you're making me think about the other side of the coin where 
some couples don't even have sex because when you think about it oh you know when you're single you can just do anything you want you can fuck around you can have a good time <laughs> you know but when you now get into a relationship or into a marriage it's like that's where i'm supposed to be doing it the most but it's like i end up not even doing it because their bills their kids their there's chores <laughs> so <laughs> how does it how does it play in a role like that as well well, I mean, we talked offline. You know, I, I was in a sexless marriage, so <laughs> I'm glad that you asked this question. Um, we're, like I said, we've been married for 21 years. We were sexless for 12. So, yeah, very, very long time. We almost divorced, you know, a couple of times because I was like, uh, you know, I, I, I cannot handle, like, not. <laughs> um, and during that time, I didn't actually realize, like, what my love language was. And so I think that knowing what your love language is, uh, and if it is physical touch, knowing that about yourself and then having your partner know that about you so that, you know, you're not walking around in a relationship feeling unloved, mm. you know, unwanted, undesired, lonely, you know, uh, because you're not being touched, you know. So I think that's the first step is getting to know our love languages and then making sure that we're loving on each other in that way and it's reciprocal, right? It's not just, you know, <laughs> uh, one-sided. Um, and then, you know, really having the conversations about everything in life. For us, during those 12 years, a big thing that I was actually doing, which I recommend to all people to just stop because it like does not <laughs> help the situation, is I was doing a lot of nagging and I didn't see it as nagging favor though. Like during it, I was like, I'm doing him a favor, you know, by bringing this up and showing him like how long it had been since, <laughs> since we had sex. Uh, or I thought I was doing him a favor by bringing out the Bible and saying, hey, like um, right here in the Bible, it actually says that you should not not have sex unless you know it's for a period of prayer and fasting and we both have to agree and i was like and i have not agreed <laughs> so <laughs> you're disobeying god you know so i tried a lot of different tactics like that and what i saw in in my own marriage is that the more i continue to bring up that conversation for my husband it actually came across as like a turnoff because he was feeling like he was in trouble all the time uh, he was feeling like a little boy and I was like scolding him like a mom and so I actually pushed him away but I didn't actually know that I was like pushing him away until like years into it so you know yes have the conversation you want people to know what you're happy with what you're unhappy with but once you let them know how important it is to you then you need to do yourself a favor and just drop that conversation you know and then take the rest of it to prayer and the Bible and go get a counselor or something. <laughs> like just pray about it, you know, and just do your best to not push and allow whatever that person's going through to go through it. And then, you know, hopefully they'll come back and actually share like the why, you know, behind why they're not wanting to have sex. Now for us, we had, we were fine. Like when we first got married, our sex was amazing. Like it was really, really, really good. But for us, we actually had a couple of miscarriages, and so that caused a lot of pain. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, trauma uh, for both of us, and so it just took a long time for us to recover. 
uh, from that. Uh, and then once we did have, you know, our, our baby, we were so focused on making sure he didn't die, <laughs> you know? Like we kept like the ear to the bedroom and like made sure, because we were so scared of SIDS. And so like all of our energy just went into like protecting him. And so both of us took the focus off of each other, you know, and, and that can very quickly happen as, as you said. So, you know, it's really important to keep God first and then your relationship second and make sure you keep that a priority in that line because anytime you decide to uh, go out of that line, you're very quickly going to find your emotional bond will be disconnected and then and very quickly after that, the sex will probably, you know, go away. Wow. You know, one of the things that you mentioned that really stood out too was the, the fact that you also need to think about counseling because you mentioned that too. You know, some couples just dive, hey, hey, let's get married, let's go. You know, some people don't think about the counseling part before the marriage because it's either you do counseling or you do therapy. <laughs> so yeah. you choose which one you want. But what is the importance of having counseling? Is it important and why? Before marriage? Mm hmm Oh, yeah. I mean, personally, I think that people should even be in therapy their whole lives because <laughs> <laughs> even before they meet their significant other, we've been through so much shit, man. And then, like, when you when you top on, on that, all the stuff that happens in the world, you know, these days, I mean, there's just so much stress. And then, you know, we're trying to build businesses and we're trying to, uh, you know, make uh, money to buy our first house and buy uh, either our first car or a nicer car. <laughs> Or we want to impress some ladies that we're going out with, so we might, you know, take them to a fancy restaurant or, you know. But, yeah, I think everyone needs to be in counseling. I wish that I was because, like, I had gone through so much as a young child with my dad who was abusive. And then when my parents got divorced and then he moved in with, like, another woman who had kids and left my sister and I in the dust. And so, like, we have a lot of abandonment and rejection stuff anyway from, like, our childhood stuff. So... I think everyone should be in it. Then when you do have, you know, your significant other and you guys have gotten engaged, I think, you know, premarital counseling is a must. Uh, I actually do that just so you guys know that's a huge part of what I do. And the reason why I decided to tap in to this part of things with couples is because they don't bring up sex uh, most of the time. Most, most places that you go to, sex is not talked about except that you know they might bring up verses like don't deny your partner you know sex when they want it but they don't tap into you know talking about your fantasies and you know sexual history and like they don't get into like any of that kind of stuff they don't get into the pleasure part you know of it so i really do feel that if you're gonna have some counseling find somebody that is very very open to talking about sex because again the last thing you want to do is not have therapy think you're gonna be fine get married and now all of a sudden you're like holy shit i thought you know we'd be having sex every day and she only wants it once a month or once every couple of months that's like that's a lot for her and then like the guy's like oh my god like no i need it like more or sometimes it's the other way the girl needs it more and the guy you know is, is the one that doesn't need it but like you want to make sure that you have conversations like what's a normal sex life look like to you like once a week every day you know 
So you don't know that stuff unless you talk about it. So you can have those conversations by yourself or you can have them with, you know, professional therapists so that if any argument or anything or <laughs> comes up or, you know, you have like a, a sore spot or something that needs to get healed, like some past trauma or sexual abuse or something, uh, that they can actually help you with that. So you're not taking it into the marriage. That is so true. Thank you so much for highlighting that because a lot of people are wondering, okay, that's me. I need this. I need to go now. <laughs> I need to get this. Yeah, like literally run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, now I'm even thinking about when you mentioned fantasies, you know, there's this big misconception about, I'll just drop the ball, porn, porn, <laughs> porn. <laughs> because... When people think about it, right, people say, yeah, that's a good thing. Like, you know, I can masturbate off it. Is it something that is, like, am I, am I sinning? Am I, am I letting another person in? Uh, should I let another woman in through the door? Can we go and do swinging together? Like, there are all these things come into question when one door opens. It's like a Pandora's box. So how yes, does, know. you know, so how does that work for someone who is thinking about all these things if they are in that position? Well, okay. Now, my husband disagrees with me on this, but I'm gonna tell you my opinion, I'll tell you his. Uh, I, I watch porn every now and then. I've watched porn since a very young age, but for me, it was like, where am I gonna learn? No one was telling me and there was no classes. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I wanted to be prepared. Uh, and then when we had our sexlessness, that was how I got through. You know, I felt like I needed something, you know, and so then I went back, you know, to porn. Now, I will say, my husband doesn't like porn because he thinks that it is an open door. And he thinks that if he watches it, that he's going to like feel like he needs that simulation um, and he won't be stimulated with just me. So he kind of like has that fear. And I think it's because he has some guy friends that have gotten super addicted and like their wives are complaining and they have like marriage problems about it. I feel a little bit differently, and yeah, I'm a born-again Christian, and I still watch porn. It doesn't talk about it in the Bible, so I don't know. Like, you know, it's not like a black and white answer that you can just find, you know? Uh, really, all the Bible says is, you know, to keep the marriage bed pure, but <laughs> it doesn't say what that, that means. Like, there's no meaning to that. Um, there, there is talk in the Bible about consent. So to me, when I read in the Bible that in a relationship, you want to make sure you have consent to me, that means, okay, well, if we have a conversation together and I bring up porn and if you're okay with it and I'm okay with it, then maybe that's something that we can actually do, you know, together. But again, I think this is individual. I don't think there's like a blanket uh, statement, you know, for this. Uh, and we have to remember, especially as believers, that our relationship with God is personal. Okay, so like if you have a relationship with God, your relationship is personal. You and I are going to have different struggles, right, Favor? So like, you know, what I might be able to eat red meat, you might not be able to eat red meat. because You might be able to drink, I might not be able to drink, you know, because then I take it too far and then it goes into like an addiction and now I'm like unhealthy while I'm doing it. I, like, you know what I mean? It's bringing in unhealthiness. So I think porn can get like that. I think there's like levels of it. 
I think that you can bring it in together, but maybe not watch it every day, you know? Um, you know, maybe don't bang it out so much that you're not focused on your work now. Like, do you feel like you have to masturbate so much to feel alive? Like maybe you you're, don't feel alive with regular life stuff. You know, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're anxious, and like all you're doing to, to combat that is is you're like masturbating all day long, and now like your house isn't getting clean, and the kids are not getting taken care of. So I think there's like just different levels. Um, in the Bible though, if you go back into the Old Testament, uh, polygamy was a huge thing back then, and, and God didn't kill people over it. I mean, it was the times. You know, one man had several wives. That was normal back then. God didn't smite them or, you know, take off the planet. They they were blessed. You know, the, those relationships are blessed. Uh, polyamory is making a, a huge, you know, uh, I mean, it's always been around, but now they're actually legalizing it in, in some states. So who's to say whether if they put it in where it's the law of the land, that God would not be okay with it. I don't know. I'm not God. I can't answer that. <laughs> what I do know is I need to stay connected to God on a personal level. And if it feels wrong or right to me, then that means I need to listen because then my relationship with God is now being impacted. And again, we all stand before God by ourselves. We're not going to stand with our husband or kids. So we have to make sure that we're the one listening to, to the call, right? Does that, that make is, sense? I hope I answered that. That was spot on. That was so that spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that was very hot because now I'm thinking, you know, when you have that personal connection with God and then you're also in your, in your element because like you said, everyone has their own past. Everyone has their own experience you know some people like it this way some people like it that way so yeah it's like I, I think i was on clubhouse some time back and i was in a room and this i can't remember what happened you know these rooms are so many so there was this <laughs> one room i was hearing a lady she was so angry and the other lady was not because she was like toys are like a taboo she doesn't want to have yeah. toys in the bedroom it's taking away from the whole experience the other one was like no, but it's supposed to be part of the whole sensation. You should, that's why they're vibrators. That's why they're dildos. That's why they're all these things. But it's like people have gone through those experiences that... Dude, if you really want to feel vibration, just use your freaking toothbrush. But yeah, you know what? I, the, the taboo part that I hear more of uh, is when I go into Christian rooms, I have found that the men... <laughs> the men are the ones that are like, you should not bring, you know, what is my dick not good enough for you? Like, do you feel like you have to have something else? And now they're feeling insecure about their penis and that, you know, and here the woman's like getting the thing like this big and his penis is like this big. What do you need something bigger than me? Are you going to go cheat on me now? Is like, is like this dildo, like the first step to you going outside our marriage. Mm. And I feel like men just take it so personal, you know? But you don't have to take it personal. Like you can actually choose to not take it personal and you can actually choose for it to be just an extra way for you guys to have fun because it can be fun. It can be really, really fun, you know, especially if you're not wanting to bring in other people into your marriage. <laughs> 
but the woman might have a fantasy about double penetration. So if you're not wanting to bring in another person, like a human, well, what if you had your husband's dick and then you had like a vibrator or, you know, a dildo up your ass? I mean, it would feel the same and then you wouldn't actually have to worry about anyone's feelings getting hurt, bringing another person, worrying about cheating or whatever, you know? So I feel like it's an addition, not like a takeaway. <laughs> I would say it's, I would say it's an addition, not an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I love what you mentioned about, you know, fulfilling those fantasies and also being one with your partner because some people like to, you know, go to the clubs and, you know, check it out. Some people got, like to go to the nude beaches. Like, there's so many... Ex- me and me. I'm both me and me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you do something yeah, like you know, that... Though, my husband doesn't like those things, but guess what, Favor? He doesn't tell me that I can't go. Oh. He's like... Yeah, he's like, if you want to go to a new beach, just that's fine. Like, I've gone a couple times, and he just wants to make sure I'm going with a group of people so nothing like that happens to me. Mm. So that that's how we work it out. And then, like, the dance club, he doesn't like to dance. So what am I going to do, not dance? You know how much I love to dance. It's, like, all over freaking Instagram. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I feel like I have to. Like, it, it's in my DNA. Like, I have to dance. So I just go, I'll go out with some of my gay friends, like my, my gay guy friends. Uh, or I'll get together with like people from dance class and we'll go in a big group. So, and he's really cool. And then like, he'll, he'll greet me when I come home. Yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. You know? so. That's good. That's really good. I like that you mentioned that too, because you know, some couples it's like, if the woman doesn't want to do it, then the man can't do it at all. If the man wants to do it and the woman doesn't agree, now there's, there's strife. Now there's tension. Now I don't even want to, have sex with you because you're thinking about someone else or maybe that person is in your dreams or you're probably orgasming from something that's not from you so it's like how do you relate with those things as well you know yeah no i get it nah 100% you know now i'm thinking about like what you just said too about going to these places you know like for example with toys some women just don't orgasm with you know stimulation some women don't orgasm with, you know, maybe if it's, you know, oral sex, they don't probably have that stimulation, probably it's penetration that they get that orgasm. So for them to figure out what they want, they have to experiment. And sometimes they don't want to because they're scared to. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's like, how do you balance it? How do you like talk about it? Do you just say, okay, let's go to the, let's go to the swingers club and see what happens. If I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Um, yeah you know what a lot of us I think you have to tap into where the fear is coming from like we need to understand why do you feel scared is it because it's a God thing like are you worried that you're going to lose your salvation you know from God or are you worried that God doesn't want you to masturbate because the church actually teaches most of the church Uh, teaches that we shouldn't be touching each other but the bible see when you go into the bible and read the bible for yourself there's no mention about masturbation like anywhere so i think for some of us that fear is just coming from we don't want to break the rules and get in trouble from god and so that can keep us from tapping in you know to that pleasure Um, but i always suggest 
you know, read the Bible for yourself. Don't just believe any old thing that people say, even from the pulpit, because most people from the pulpit are preaching from their experience and from a judgy place. Uh, and they're trying to put fear-based, you know, stuff on us. And so, you know, to try and like keep it all tight in their church. So, you know, you have to really like be like, okay, you know what? Yes, it's cool what you're saying, but I'm actually going to read the Bible for myself and then pray about it and see, you know, what God says. <laughs> um, I actually have a Bible verse. Is it okay if I share? Yeah. I wrote down. Okay, because I really, I really want like people out there to just see that God created sex for pleasure, and it's not just for making babies and for um, the pleasure of a man. Okay, so. There is a scripture in Proverbs 5, 15, and it says, Drink from your own well, my son. Be faithful and true to your wife. Let your manhood be a blessing. Okay, so you guys know what manhood means, right? So let your penis <laughs> be a blessing. Rejoice in the wife of your, your youth. Let her charms and tender embrace satisfy you. Let her love alone fill you with delight. Uh, and then down below it says, let your love and your sexual embrace with your wife intoxicate you continually with delight. So that's like another way of like talking about, you know, sex. So, I mean, if we go to the Bible and we see like Song of Solomon, Proverbs, like there's so many different places where it talks about uh, our breasts, you know, and, <laughs> and like our juices and, you know, where does the juices flow from? So, I mean, obviously God created us to orgasm otherwise he wouldn't have given us you know the gift of being able to have that experience and so if you feel fear in this way the best way to tackle it is to take baby steps read the bible pray see what god has to say for yourself then if you don't feel anything wrong about it yourself go and sit in front of a mirror <laughs> naked and really get to know your body you know experiment with different kinds of touch like i I like to use feathers, like I like to use um, uh, like vibrators just for the, you know, the sensation and I don't just put it on like my clit, I put it on everything because there's so many different erogenous zones on our body that we are not familiar with unless we're like experimenting. So you really want to get to know your own body, tap into it, allow yourself to feel as much pleasure as you can and you'll, you're actually going to see, God's going to be over there with you like, yes, yes girl yes <laughs> yes man like do that you know and, and you're gonna feel the approval nod from god you know everyone that i have suggested this to and they go on this journey they feel so good afterwards and they're like oh my god i finally was able to orgasm because i finally released the fear part of it and i relaxed enough where i could tap into the pleasure and i was able to finally have you know this orgasm and then it's cool too, because like once you know your own body, then you can bring it to your your husband. And now, because you know what turns you on, you'll be able to better communicate that with him, which means you're going to help him to help you have an orgasm. Hundred percent. I love that you said that because that taps into the sexual confidence, you know. And mm -hmm. when you think about it, the first thing that comes to my mind is weight or workout. When people think about it, oh, you know, that this myths that, oh, if a guy has a big belly, then he has a small dick. If he's short, then he doesn't. If he's tall and skinny, then he's packing. You know, everyone has this misconception of what's going on. But, like, yeah. when you think about your sexual confidence and how you want to be able to 
focus on you like you said focus on you first what are the things that they can do so that they don't think too much about those nitty-gritty things that even the the spouse may not even be wondering because they're focusing on you and not what you have yeah sexual confidence it's it's way more than just having body confidence i actually see those as two different things Mm -hmm. uh body confidence for me is like anything on the outward part so our shape you know our hair type um you know shape of our nose whatever okay that's all on the outside sexual confidence is all internal so it's really how we feel about ourselves. it's how we feel about our femininity our masculinity it's how comfortable we are at sharing our desires sharing our fantasies and also a big part of sexual confidence is being respectful of your partner's desires and fantasies and you're you're really truly listening to them so that's sexual confidence for for me and there's a lot of different ways that you can tap in you know to this um i do it through dance so anytime i go to a sensual dance class which is burlesque or heels and by the way men take heels classes you don't have to be gay to go in you just have to be you know open to wearing heels um, and a lot of guys like this because they don't they don't have that in them to know any other way you know on how to tap into sexual confidence and so i see a lot of straight guys coming in and it's helping them in their their marriages so when you go to a class like that normally the teacher is giving you permission to touch your body in a sensual way and by touching your body in a sensual way to a beat of the song you actually are tapping in to this energy it's like this sexual energy in you in your soul that actually you feel it start to ignite and then you start to feel empowered so for me that is how i personally tap into my sexual confidence Uh, but there are other ways standing naked in front of the mirror you know turning on whatever song that you like starting to move and just watch your naked body move you can also feel it sometimes with a, a nice outfit you know maybe putting on a nice outfit or a nice pair of earrings uh for a guy sometimes buying a new belt <laughs> or like a new pair of uh pants or going to the barber and getting like the full treatment where you actually feel like you have a spa day you know where it's like they don't just you know shave you they're doing the whole towel and they're doing you know the what's that called the aftershave and like the the stuff that makes you smell good and feel good mm-hmm. um and sometimes they'll have like my son goes and gets that done now one of my boys and he said that he has the most confidence in himself after he comes out of there that he normally wants to go and actually spend time with with his fiance you know in the bedroom <laughs> so you basically just have to you know figure out like what's your what's your way into sexual confidence it's going to be different for every single person so there's no wrong or right it's what feels good you know to you 100% this has definitely helped a lot of people today i feel like you've opened pandora's box for them <laughs> so they can they can rewind they'll be like yeah yeah she said that heather said this so i'm gonna do it you know if she could do it i could do it <laughs> heather said i can use toys so i'm gonna go get the biggest one out there <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know 
And now that even leads to the ultimate question. I know the answer is gonna be no, because most people say that, but I may be wrong. But in a relationship, both for women and, and for men, does size matter? No. You see, I knew it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. When it's bigger, you can feel it more in, you know, but it doesn't mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean we have to have a big size to have an orgasm. Right. And that's really where the, the, the two are trying to come together is like, uh, I think sometimes men or women think that size equals orgasm when it doesn't. Uh, it really is how the guy knows how to use it, you know, and, and that can be taught. Like, you know, if a woman has experience, she can teach the guy. Um, if you guys both don't have experience and your virgins coming together, you guys can teach each other. Or if you're both open to porn, go. <laughs> oh, I was going to say about porn. Uh, I forgot about this. I highly recommend watching ethical porn instead of the mainstream because ethical porn has both parties consented to being there in the video. Uh, and they actually show from beginning all the way until the orgasm. So versus like on the mainstream porn, they go right to the <laughs> and then it's like done and they have no like buildup. And so it's almost like mainstream porn is training us to think that sex is this fast pounding orgasm and two second thing. And that just does not, that's like not even a reality like right. ever. And so ethical porn will show the buildup, the tension, you know, the sexual tension, the showing the woman how she's gradually getting wetter and wetter and her flowers opening and then she can receive him, you know, better. And then like, towards the end, then, then the pounding can, can, start. Uh, can come. So I forgot to say that. Sorry about that. Yeah, that is a great one. Thank you for highlighting that. Cause some people are like, I can go to any site and get it, but like, if I think about those things and you actually think about it as yourself being in it, it helps you with the process to actually become a better person and ultimately mm -hmm. enjoy because you don't want to finish first or finish last and you're still, you know, you're like, I didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always should complete the woman first yes. uh, because guys will be able to, you know, uh, come to orgasm quicker than a woman. It just takes us longer, especially if we aren't relaxed and we've got a lot of stuff going up in our head. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, I mean, we can just talk about that for a long time, but uh, you definitely want to take care of your woman first, maybe even two times, three times, you know, because her energy will keep building. The more that, that a woman orgasms, the more energy that she has. It's crazy. Versus a man, all his energy is expelled once he has an orgasm once. <laughs> and he can maybe go back in, but he might have to have a nap or something first, you know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's better to uh, to please the woman if you can, you know. And um, it's not a selfish thing for you to do that. It's actually being a loving thing, you know, to take care of someone else's needs. They're going to be more apt to come back around and, and take care of your needs because you pleased them. Exactly. You know, in such a, a great way. Exactly. And I think that also goes into the breathing techniques as well and the blood yes. flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love breathing as... There's, um, I mean, obviously I'm alive, so I'm alive. <laughs> I love breathing. 
Um, but yeah, there, there's a, a, a type of breathing that you can do that will help to focus like the energy to go down to the genitals. Uh, I call it four point breathing where you breathe in for four, you hold it for four, and then you breathe out, and then you hold it for four at the end before you take your next breath. But if you're doing that and, and you're thinking about your breath, like you're sending your breath down you know, to your genitals, that will really help your focus to be there where you feel, you start to feel the pleasure of what's actually happening in the moment. And it keeps you in your body, not your body's there, but your mind is doing the dishes. <laughs> right. So breathing is like super, super important. That is so true. That is 100% correct. I really appreciate that. And that helps a lot of people to think back on, okay, not thinking too much of it when they're doing it, but more of being more 100% conscious and aware of mm-hmm. what's going to happen, knowing that, okay, if I breathe, if I'm not tense, because if you're tense, your blood is hot and, you know, you might end up just feeling like, oh, I can't. You just splurge and that's it. But I, when you yeah. start thinking about, okay, I'm in the moment, I want to take my time, it just helps everything better. And you actually end up lasting longer, which is now the whole expansion of the, the pleasure as well. Yeah. Even for a guy, too. I mean, you guys could practice edging, you know, where, where you stop, you know, and, and kind of let yourself calm down. Yeah. And, you know, then you go back in and do that for a little bit. And then you kind of get to know, like, your, your uh, pleasure levels and your arousal levels. So you know when you need to stop before it actually gets too late <laughs> for then <laughs> you've, you've ejaculated and now you can't go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. But yeah, but men can have multiple orgasms and men can have like the body shaking orgasms too. That can all come from that edging practice. That's true. Making your toes curl. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, totally true. Yeah. Wow. This has been really, really amazing. I just appreciate you for being on the We Don't Play podcast show, helping a lot of people get better and if there's one thing that you want to leave them with today, what would that thing be as far as just having a better sex life and being in a better relationship overall? Communicate. You can't over communicate. You know, uh, you want to be able to keep the communication lines open uh, and just realize too, especially in a long-term relationship, your pleasures and desires how long it takes you to orgasm. I mean, all of that stuff could change as your body gets older and you might actually become more open the older that you are to more adventures. So, you know, when you have a conversation in the beginning, just understand between two parties that things could change and be okay with that. You know, I might not like something today or I might say, I'll never do that today. But now all of a sudden I really, really, really like, no, we have to like figure out a way to to do this um, and be open to that. Uh, And then the other thing that I would like to say too is just remember God created us to experience pleasure. He gave us this, you know, this word abundance. He did not just mean abundance in money abundance in our health, abundance in our spiritual, you know, walk. He also included abundance for the sexual experience. And so, you know, figure out a way to learn how to tap in to all the abundance that God has for you because you deserve it 
He created you for it, and there's no reason why you need to leave this earth without having that understanding of what sexual abundance actually felt like. Wow, that is deep. That's something somebody got a clip. <laughs> for sure. Wow, thank you so much, Heather, for being here. Is there... Thank you, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, anytime. If there's any way they can reach out to you, what options do they have available? Sure. So I am Sex Coach Heather everywhere. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, I just got on there, so don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of content there, but Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, it's all Sex Coach Heather. Um, and then if you are single or if you're married and you would like to figure out how to tap into more pleasure, how to have a conversation with your partner about you know some things that you'd like to experience but maybe you're a little bit shy or embarrassed and don't know how to bring it up. Maybe you're struggling with an orgasm. Maybe you've never orgasmed and you guys have been married forever and even have kids. Uh, maybe you guys are sexless. I mean, so many things. Please reach out to me. I do have a program uh, that I designed about five years ago called Sexify Her, and it helps with those uh, areas and so much more. The last thing that I want is for you to be stuck in your frustration and living in your frustration when you don't have to, when there's actually something available you know, to bring you a solution so that you can start to walk in, you know, this sexual abundance. Yes, people need to get in. I 100% <laughs> agree that. And it's going to be available in the show notes. So in case you're looking for it, just check in the description and you can be able to connect with Heather. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and I'll definitely be able to bring you back here for round two. Yay. That would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs>